Jarrah was born in Athens, Greece, and is a visual artist that started in graffiti in 2009. He graduated with a fine art degree from Thessaloniki and now lives and works in Athens, Greece. He has taken part in several exhibitions in Europe, and this year he starts his exhibition career in the United States. His work focuses on glitch art and is characterized by realistic portraits and abstract forms that coexist in a space full of slides and intense color contrasts. I'm your host, Ethan. This is the Freeman Art Company podcast. Let's get started. Cool. How long have you had that studio? Sorry? How long have you had that studio? Um, um, I rented um, last October. So it's okay. like one year and a half. Okay. Yes. Um, nice. Yes, it was. I was studying in Thessaloniki. It's the second biggest city in Greece, mm-hmm. and there they provide us a studio space. Um, but yeah, then I finished, so I have to to rent my studio. Right. And so you're in Athens, right? So now? this is my first. Yes, I'm in. I'm in Athens right now. Yes. Awesome. And this is your first studio. Good. Yes, yes, this is my first studio. Yes. And it's funny because uh, um on the other street just there it's the first um art school that I ever been when I was uh, 15 years old. Really? It's right down the road. Yeah, so it's in uh, Sorry? You're saying it's right down the road? Yes, yes, yes. So it's a nice uh consequence you know that it's so close yeah first studio and first art school <laughs> and you you are in chicago no i'm actually in in houston but it just says chicago for the time zone houston. yeah ah, okay okay have um, you been to the u.s i'm working now no i never been to u.s but um probably i will come really soon um because i i will have a solo exhibition in san francisco this april nice congrats that'll be awesome i was looking at the uh studio that was going to be that that you're working with and they look like they're pretty cool the miri yes it's it's gonna be pieces like those uh, oh nice nice for the exhibition and so yes. is that with uh you did that with spray paint or kind of what what are you yes materials? spray paint and uh, oil paint uh sometimes for the sketch i use also some um, color pencil mm-hmm. sometimes pastel it's it's really mixed media but uh yeah the, sorry the main the main media i could say is spray is a spray. Hold on one second. I gotta. I gotta fix this uh, speaker. I think it's it's gonna be the first like podcast interview that I'm gonna do. This is your first podcast. Yes, yes. Because normally, you know, uh, the the people 
they send you some questions and they tell you to write down and then to send it back um, for online interviews or for press or it's like on a video. But yeah, on, on a podcast, yeah, I, I never did. Never did it, yeah. Yeah, do you like yeah, do you like yeah. to are you an, are you an extrovert already or would you consider yourself more of an introvert? Do you like to do you like to chat sorry, a lot? Sorry, sometimes it's some cuts. Uh, oh, sorry about that. Say, I was saying do you, do you like to talk a lot? Like are you an extrovert or would you say uh, an extrovert? Yes. Um so you know um from graffiti it's you you got the vibe that you don't speak a lot you you don't show your face and stuff like that so um i was very used to just show my work or my graffiti mm -hmm. and not to talk that much but now i'm getting more used to do also that you know and to to describe uh, what i'm doing i think you know, I like it also. I mean, I like to, if I like an artist and I appreciate his work, I like to, you know, go more deep maybe. So I think it's nice to, he's an extra. You see the work and then you you hear a little bit about it. I think it's, it's good to do it. So yes, I will try nowadays to do it more often when I have the opportunity. Mm -hmm. okay that makes sense so how'd you get started like when, when did you get started as an artist yeah so um i i born uh, in athens um here close where i live now and um it's in the northern suburbs of uh, the city and uh, for some reasons, we already had a lot of graffiti here from the 90s. So when I was born here and started, you know, to go around in the neighborhood, I saw a lot of graffiti. Also, the, the, we have a train here, um, the, like a subway. And, you know, um, when I, it, it was very close to my school. So I was looking, you know, on the train and the graffiti. Right. And um, at that time, it was like so natural, you know, like we was doing skateboarding. And then the other thing, it was graffiti. Uh, you know, like a lot of kids in the neighborhood. You, right. We bought some Posca. It was the first thing, like without spray. And so, yeah, at first it was skateboarding, like when I was, um yeah 11 12 years old um and then when i was doing skateboarding my friends because my real name is Gera gerasimos gerasimos in greek and it's not so usual even here this name so my friend said to me hmm, your your name it's uh, very long we need to find another one to a nickname to call you so a friend of mine, um, he said to me, we're going to call you Jera. And uh, at the first time, uh, I was looking, when I was looking, you know, for a tag, normally you're looking uh, for the letters to, to, to do the better style. And I had some nicknames, but then 
uh, I thought that why not using Jera because it's also from my name, so mm-hmm. it makes more sense than, for example, uh, I don't know, Scalar or something uh, different right. just to fit the word. So, yeah, then I started to, you know, just writing my name. And, uh, yeah, I started uh, also near in this area. We had a graffiti shop. So when we was in the elementary school, like 11, 12 years old, uh, we took the train with one of my friends back then, and we bought our first our first spray cans. And um, yeah, I started, you know, like everyone just writing my name. Um, yeah, so this is pretty much the, the beginning. So I started with graffiti and then I moved to more like painting and drawing. Right. Yeah. So how long did that transition go from like just doing it to hang out with your buddies to like actually enjoying the art side of it and really like, you know, yes. And at that time, I remember that uh, if someone asks me, um, I never said I'm a painter or I paint. I was telling that I'm doing graffiti. I'm a graffiti writer, you know, on my mind, painting, it was something that it's not so cool right exactly yeah because i was listening also rap music so it's the whole culture you know skateboarding rap music graffiti it was all fitting together and it was yeah uh so so at what point did you decide to start calling it painting like at what point did you kind of transition to be like you know what i'm an artist this is what i want to do Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, uh, some years later, when I was in um, like 15 years old, um, you know, there it was, is the time that um, parents also ask you what you're going to do with your future and what's your plans. And um I wasn't so good at school, you know, I was the guy that sitting on the last, um, uh, on the corner, on the right. on the corner, not in front, and just drawing all the time. And um, yeah, at first, um, uh, I started doing extra lessons to give exams to go to the university, like mathematics and physics and stuff like that and it was super boring for me it was you know just wasting money um and i was trying you know to find what i'm gonna do and my my uncle um he's also a painter he he's painting uh, churches or orthodox churches uh, like byzantine painting style um, so he said to me, because he was looking that I'm restless, I'm doing graffiti, you know, I, I tried to do something. Uh, he said to me, um, near to your area, they just opened a school that they learned their graffiti. Mm. And, you know, I was enthusiastic. But then when I went there, this wasn't true, you know, it was actually um, comic. 
it was a, a comic lessons, which is similar to graffiti, we can say. And um, they was doing comic and uh, lessons to for exams of the School of Fine Arts. Um, so at first I signed, uh, I started with the lessons um, for the comics. Um, but then the professor there, he said to me, okay, comics are good, but uh, I suggest you to study fine arts because uh, if you go uh, to study fine arts, then you can decide, you can do painting, printmaking, sculpture, even comics. And I said, okay, right. let's go fine arts. And... Um, then we started to paint, um, you know, compositions like bottles and lemons and uh, stuff like mm -hmm. that. And um, here in Greece, if you want to study fine arts, you need to learn also to paint, um, sorry, ancient Greek sculptures. Um, and we also did... Um, like a uh, human body live painting right so when i started there i liked it because i found also i saw that there is a way to um to make better my graffiti you know mm -hmm. is that time when i started to move from letters to characters mm -hmm. And um, yeah, my um, my way of thinking it was always that I don't want to separate them. I I didn't want you know to doing graffiti on one side and on the other side just painting. I would like to combine yeah, them. Thanks. So yes, at the same time when I started um, the lessons there. I started also to change a little bit my process on the walls. Hmm. So cool. yeah. Okay. So so what age were you whenever you, you went to the school? Was it like 18 for college? Uh to the school of fine arts? Yes. Yes, yes. At the 18, yes. But um uh, I I traveled to Thessaloniki for that. Thessaloniki is uh, the second biggest city of Greece. Um, yeah, and there I started my yeah I entered the university and I started to study there. And um, before to to go to the university. Um, I visited once the School of Fine Arts here in Athens and I saw an exhibition about printmaking and uh, mm. I was very curious because I didn't know uh, what printmaking is and when I entered uh, to the School of Fine Arts um, I was kind of um, exhausted from, you know, painting and drawing because we, we we did that a lot for the exams mm -hmm. and i would like to try something new 
So for the first two years of the university, I decided to study printmaking um, because there are, you could learn more techniques. Right. <clears throat> you can engrave uh, on linoleum, on wood. You can do etching on uh, metal plates. You can do lithograph. And uh, for me, it was, you know, more interesting than just painting with oil or charcoal uh, compositions. I was doing also that, but not that much. Right. Yeah, you had a bunch of different materials that you had to play with. And it's like almost, yeah, to get to finally play with your physics and your science and chemistry again. But this time with mm -hmm. art, fun way with metal and wood and all of that yeah printmaking i knew yeah, exactly. college that did that did printmaking or they had some degree that did printmaking and at the eight you know whenever i was younger i didn't know anything about art at all and it was weird it was just weird that people would be studying prints you'd be like oh you just have a printer like what do you you just print it off you know on xerox but yeah you, you learn that there's so many there's such an art to just the paper and then the pressing of you know creating some type mm -hmm. of yes you know, there's so much to that in and of itself that you're like, oh, I get that printing still is still evolving and it's, you know, it's expressive. Yeah. It's nice. It's another way to put color on the paper. Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, for me, it was interesting that time. And also, I really liked how the color mixing and fit making because you work on the layers. And um, yeah, I really like that, that mm -hmm. I can, for example, work only on yellow and then only on magenta and only on cyan. And actually, I got now, nowadays, I have like the same philosophy, the same way of working, but now I'm doing this digital. I'm I'm doing it with the layers on mm -hmm. the Photoshop. Mm -hmm. um, this is also why after two years I decided to go back to painting because um, after I learned all the techniques uh, in printmaking, I understood that uh, if I wanted to be a a printmaker like to do this you know like every day you had to spend a lot of time in the studio because printmaking mm -hmm. it's also a lot of technical stuff right and you know my my main uh, purpose like my main my, my vision from the beginning was to paint murals you know as i told you before for me, graffiti and fine arts, it wasn't like two different um, ways. I, I would like, I wanted to, to do it one. Um, so, yeah, I was starting to thinking that I have to focus somewhere. And at that time, uh, I decided to, you know, move the printmaking a little bit on the side and right. started to painting canvases with spray and uh, yeah 
at the beginning it was black and white was painting black and white canvases only with spray and a little bit of acrylic. And then after a lot of practice and, you know, um, I, for example, I was trying to paint in comic style or abstract style or mixed with letters and forms. And then after all of these experiments, um, I saw I saw the um, the era of glitch art and all of this stuff, and I was really curious about it. And um, I started to play with the layers on the Photoshop, like to take a normal black and white photo and then move it or distort it. And uh, this is pretty much how slowly um, I did the transition from printmaking and spray and photorealism to the style that I'm doing nowadays yeah. and still try to involve, of course. Yeah, I love I love your style, man. It's it's pretty uh, mesmerizing to look at. It's kind of hazy, but it obviously it makes form. And it's like, like you said, with printmaking, it's these layers of color that are basically on top of each other. Yeah, exactly. It's these other colors and... Uh, yeah, I was going to ask when you started to use color because your use of it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I black, like black yeah. and white, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I did a bit fast the transition. Um, yeah, so when I was painting those canvases with black and white, it was more about to find the um, the textures that I like with the spray and to do the right sketch, you know, and stuff like that. Um, and after that, after the black and white, um, I was paint, I, I did some noodles like with one color and then tones from this color, like purple, for example, and then, you know, more light purple or more dark purple. And uh, then, yeah, um, you know, through experiment and trying to see what is glitch art and how I'm gonna do that. Um, I was starting to play in Photoshop, and one day I was like, okay, maybe I should try this on a wall, you know. Mm-hmm. And I tried once, I saw that it worked out, I liked it, and then. Um, I would like to continue like that, right? But always, uh, I was trying to put also the the spray texture, the fat cup spray texture, or you know other painting textures. I was never the guy who's gonna paint, you know, uh, high realistic portraits, right? Um, I really like to paint humans, um, but. You know, not super realistic. I don't. I don't care much about that. It's more about um, to give you an idea and a little bit of the abstraction. Yeah, it is kind of like a first step into being like truly abstract. Yes, but slowly, um, I'm doing also some really abstract artworks like. This one, for example, you can see here. Oh, yeah, that is much different, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, or yeah, I really like the the distortion. Mm-hmm. It's it's really boring for me to just paint, you know, one portrait, clean portrait, perfect. I don't know. I, I for me personally, I don't find it so interesting. I like to to paint a face through a face with another colors and you know to to blend a little bit the stuff to to blend the composition yeah to glitch uh, it with one how, word <laughs> how how do people approach you for <clears throat> for commission opportunities yeah you mean how that started or how they do it in general like in general like when, right now whenever you know how do people do companies just reach out and they ask for you to paint their their business or apartment or kind of how does that mm-hmm. how does that grown yeah so um, you know in this era that we're living in it's uh, a lot of things about social media like right. um, most most of the people that i collaborate with uh, especially from abroad or even in greece sometimes they found me through social media or my website or i don't know maybe they saw um that i painted in a festival or an exhibition um yeah i think it's different way of stuff but um for me all started like i get my big my first big commission i think it was in berlin um five years before and it was actually my the first big mural that i ever painted and i want to thank uh to thanks vandalism for that because they trust me you know with the murals it's it's very hard at the beginning um because you can send uh, a sketch digital but it's it's very hard for the people and uh, to 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 trust you to paint a big wall to give you a big wall right. if they can't see that you did it before right um, yeah, so yeah it, it was really nice yes that they they gave me this opportunity and yeah uh, for me it it all started from berlin or from uh, meeting of style germany it was my first festival abroad and it was really nice because uh, first of all the first time that i painted with a scaffold and second it was uh, the first international mural festival i met people there from brazil from argentina from usa from europe of course france belgium you know it was the first time that i was in a festival with a lot of artists, some of them painted murals, some others uh, letters. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know if you can hear from the road or not, because it's no, sometimes... Ah, okay, sorry. Because, you know, cars coming and the, right. I closed the window. Um, so yeah, it it was uh, the first it was the first experience for me, you know, the first contacts. 
and um, yeah, it and was, was like that. This? And uh, what was the name of the sorry, ex- yeah. uh, the art show? Ah, uh, in in uh, this this festival. Mm-hmm. Ah, this is the meeting of styles. It's like I think one of the first graffiti festivals. Uh, started from they started from Germany, and um, I think maybe in '97 they started, and they still doing it. It was the first one, and now they do it all over the world. It's it's crazy. Like from Latin America to USA to Europe to, uh, yeah, I don't know, pretty pretty much everywhere. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, they yes, do obviously yes. a lot of a lot of graffiti. Yes, and then after meeting of styles, I traveled to Berlin. I took part also in a festival there with vandalism. And then after a few months, vandalism invited me to paint a big mural uh, in uh, Berlin. Yeah, it, it was it was nice. I feel like it, like you said, like once you, especially once you get your first mural and you do a good job, I feel like that whole world opens up that like, there's a lot more walls that need like murals than there are artists that can fulfill that need. Cause a lot of the artists mm-hmm. that are yeah. murals, I mean, they get to travel quite a bit. And I mean, it's, it's insane just how big of a canvas a mural is and how fact mm-hmm. how you guys are able to actually get it to look good from far away. And then it looks incredible, you know? Uh, so murals are murals are, they blow me off my feet. That's just insane. And they're a great way to introduce you to a lot of people. Uh, Cause they're just so different. Yeah. Like they're just a different level of, uh, I mean, it's just a, such a different size canvas that it's just, it's incredible. Yeah, and you know, the funny thing, and sometimes the, the stressful thing also is, especially in the beginning, um, that you are not going to have everything perfect, probably. Um, you have to face, uh, you have to face out, you know, a lot of difficulties or pe- uh, things that you can't even imagine. Like, I'm going to give you an example about this wall in Berlin that it it was also my first big wall as I said. Um I I got wrong dimensions from this wall. So when I when I went there uh, it was a six floor building it was 21 meters and I had the info that it was 14. Oh wow but um the days, you know, it was booked, the tickets, hotel, everything, the the boom lift, it was booked for those days. So I had to finish on those days. And it was November in Berlin, which is means that it gets dark like 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I had to do like 45 minutes with the metro every day. But you know you have to do it, and um, somehow I I managed to do it. Like okay, it it's always like that when you paint in Newland. Maybe after some years or some months, I don't know. You look at it and you are like, ah, I should right. done this better. Yes, but um, 
I like that also about neurons that you have to paint. So you don't think that much. You just do it. Mm-hmm. And that's it, you know. You, right. It's not like in the studio you can paint and uh, back later. paint again. Yeah. Yes. Right. And maybe if it's if it's not working, then you, I don't know, paint it white and then again. <clears throat> but for the murals, you can't do that. And um, I think this is a great practice also, you know, for a lot of things like, you you have to follow a deadline you have to follow the like the nature the fact that it's getting dark mm-hmm. you, you know that you have for example six hours seven hours, and that's it right and yeah, it takes any of the... it's a good exercise i think yeah yes yeah it takes any of that uh room for kind of getting distracted completely out of the equation yeah. Sorry, oh, one it, moment. It I'm nice. gonna bring some water. Sorry, one moment. Are you good? I feel like your pieces. I don't know. They they seem like they're very unique. You know, they're very eye catching. So I I wouldn't be surprised to see if you know you get commissions in like New York City or commission in uh, Mexico City or something like that and start getting kind of global. Especially if you have like a little yeah, let's see. handle or something. Um, I never been to Latin America or to USA. Um, as I told you, uh, this April I'm gonna be in uh, San Francisco for my first solo exhibition there. Is in Myers Gallery. Uh, Congrats! Twenty eighth of April. Exciting. Yes, yes, I'm also excited too. And let's see. Um, I also I also took part in a group exhibition again with the same gallery, but in Denver they have mm-hmm. uh, three spaces in mm-hmm. the United States. Um, yeah, and um, I have all the artworks here in my studio. It's like it's gonna be like mm, three, four. Or maybe just three uh, old artworks, like from 2019, 2020, and all the other artworks is gonna be brand new. I have here like four and another four, like nine to ten new artworks, mm-hmm. and um, the six of them. It's uh, um, on a new material that I'm working on. Um, they call it ACP, Aluminium Composite Panel. And um, the idea about those artworks is that um, I'm cutting the aluminium on uh, different shapes, um, which I draw them on Illustrator. And then I cut them with water jet. That's pretty cool. Yes, yes. So you can get the same type of I, curves and like that kind of distortion. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to do with the, with those works. And um, you know, while I was creating my designs on Photoshop, um, sometimes I feel that I don't want all the artworks to have the square format or you know the like the right. corners like that i want to 
create my own composition even on the frame. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. I want them to be like, you know, like, like a human in a space. I don't know how right, to Like the curvature from a sculpture. Like you said, yeah. Yes, kind like of. You guys have a lot of sculpture, a lot of focus on that type of curve and form. And yeah, seeming like a, just a rectangle seems like it's not really down your aisle, down your alley rather, that something that's a little bit combination of the two. It's uh, it's eye-catching too. Plus the human forms, you, know, you, can, you want to kind of curve up against it. Uh, how do you price your how do you price your paintings and your prints and everything? How I price them? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so, the first thing that I learned from other artists is that you can have a number, and then count it depends to the size. This is one way to to count the prices. Um, when like I a say price, to a gallery, price per square inch. Yes, yes. For Square example, meter. if you say that um, I'm going to count with five, for example, and you have a canvas that it's um, one meter to one meter, uh -huh. then you say like 100 plus 100, 200, uh, it's, it's 200. And then you take the number five, so it's 1,000 euros, for example. Right. Okay. Um, of course, there's two price to a gallery price may have a little bit of difference. Um, and yeah, when I work with a gallery, I'm doing an exhibition with a gallery, uh, you know, we, we discuss it together and we set a price that we think that is affordable and fair. And um, what they say to me is that it always goes like that. Um, when you sell first in one price, then you can maybe uh, grow on this price. Or for example, those artworks are on aluminum and they have water jet cut and all of this. Right. It's even more expensive for me to produce them than just an ordinary canvas so it right. makes sense to be a little bit more expensive right mm. what about for the murals same thing you just have a price for the price. murals yes and i for this for the murals i learned a lot from um, from guys that they're doing a lot of years already because you know it's in art it's very hard to to price your work i mean right it's chaotic because anyone can say whatever he wants like you can say 100 euros or 1000 10000 and it's it's not like clothes or something that you have like more standard prices you can do whatever you want but um yeah with the murals um again started slowly I, I feel that you always have to say the price that you're going to make you feel comfortable. But on the other side, you need to know a little bit, you know, what's going on in the market. Like if you have friends that they're painting murals, you should discuss a little bit about that to see what they charge. And it's hard because, you know, 
some people they don't want to say and of course that's okay but when right. you start it's very you're just hard. trying to collect some data yeah you're trying to just figure out what direction to go yeah yes some yes. people are like no man i'm not going to tell you yes you know and i have the feeling that when i look back uh, i say that some prices that now i'm gonna say that okay that was too low but for that time and for right. me it was good um yeah i think uh, the, the most important it's when other artists when which they are doing years this job bending murals or selling canvas or whatever if they can um, speak more free about that um, it helps a lot the people that starts now or they are just a few years on the game and uh, yeah it's it's good for everyone because it's good also for for the market in general you know like because most of the people who want a mural normally they don't get just one offer or if maybe they want something very specific just for one artist but i think that most of the companies or hotels or even individuals they take like two three different offers mm -hmm. before to choose so okay if all of us have not the same price of course but you know not like if you have one artist that it takes 1000 euros for a mural and another one takes 10000 it's very hard for the artists that take 10000 to take the job but art is so unique that i think if you if you want a style like that you're gonna take it even if it's 10 times up the price like i see it also for myself for example if i want to buy something from a brand or for an artist and i want from this i want it from this artist i'm gonna buy it you know what i mean like you want right. this you want this style it's art it's you can't find it somewhere else so right yeah do you make you make a lot of prints obviously with your background in prints you you do you sell very many prints like online prints mm -hmm. yes actually not that much um uh, now um i have a new series now that um they're gonna be available for the solo exhibition um it's silk screen print four color with uh and two of the colors are fluo so it can work also with uh, blue light and stuff like that and yeah on the um on the past i did also some silk screen prints um with uh mr bacon from berlin shout out to mr bacon he's a very cool guy um yes but not that much and i would like to do more because i have this background from printmaking so in the future i would like for example to do etching or maybe linocut i don't know we will see um for uh, till now it's more about digital 
like glycerin or silk cream print. Okay. But we will see, yes. I want I want to, to do more stuff even in this. And I like the philosophy of prints because um more people can afford it. And um this is nice for me, like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the direction that I kind of want to go is especially with this podcast meeting so many great artists that you know I can't afford to just buy a painting, but buying a few prints would be yeah. a fun way to kind of get involved and then my so this this is just you know a podcast uh that's kind of an excuse to be able to talk to a bunch of cool artists but my what i'm trying to do is start a art rotation business so basically businesses will outsource their art to a company like us and we have our own collection and we also work with local artists and so we help curate you know and every six months we'll come through and switch out the art so they pay just like a rental fee and then it's like you know some okay. software company and then after six months you get some new pieces so then you know they're they're not paying a ton of money and compared to if they were to actually buy some art it would be you know pretty expensive or they just print something out and like hang it you know so uh so i like the idea of possibly buying some prints from these artists that i'm talking to and then using that to supply you know some startup with cool art and then rotate it out and then you guys get some publicity on the other side of the world uh, might help with some, some stuff so yes 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 i think it's nice and you can more easily send it everywhere like i sent to australia or usa or whenever uh you know the package is not so heavy as with the canvas or with the piece of aluminium and um yeah it's it's a nice way and Actually, you can do a lot even with uh, with the prints. It doesn't have to be, you know, just uh, just a copy of another work you did, because even in, in silk screen, you can uh, put directly spray or marker right. or pastel. You can do a lot of things. Uh, and I, like I, that I would like in the future to do. Yes, to do an addition like that, like to to be more like a, a handmade. It's, yeah, exactly. It's a per, in my mind, uh, in terms of thinking about like how to be prolific as an artist and create a lot of a lot of art that people want to consume. It's a print is cool if you need it, and then originals are really awesome. But I feel like having a print with a little bit of extra touch or some embellishing or some texture. Mm. It's like, you know, it's different. It is unique. You see that the artist touched it. They were standing over it. Yes, exactly. You pay a little bit extra and you feel way better too. Uh, I love that. Yeah, I know a few artists that they'll do exactly that. And it's hard to tell. You have to get close to see where the real, where the print is and where like the actual paint is. And, but it's, mm -hmm. it's just like, and there's so few people that do it. It's pretty interesting. So that's a great idea. Yeah. Yes, it, it's just about the style and it can't fit everywhere because um, also for this edition I did now, I tried at first to do it all on hand, but uh, for the result that I wanted, especially for this one, it wasn't so good. So I decided to keep the digital layers as a base and then I just put a little bit of spray drips to you know to 
to smash a little bit this this digital uh, mm. aesthetic. And yeah, I think I think it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, what is next? Where do you hope to be with your career uh, after this expo? And, what is next? In uh, San Francisco, all these murals going off. You're starting to travel more. Yes. Artists, kind of. How do you see your career growing? Yeah. So, yeah this this solo exhibition it was a big challenge for me to be honest because uh, I did the solo exhibition before three years years in Milano in uh, question mark gallery but um, this was the kind of exhibitions that uh, we prepared in one month and I just had six artworks so now it's totally different I'm working on these pieces from April uh, on the side I'm doing also murals and stuff like that so it's not like one year full of working only on this, but you know, I have them here in the studio. I see them every day. I try to think how I'm gonna make them better. Um, I I will try to include also some uh, printed materials on it. This is on plexiglass, for example. Um, yeah, so. This solo exhibition, yeah, it was a it was a big challenge, and I'm happy that slowly, you know, is getting yeah. done. So I I'm curious to see yeah. how this gonna be. Also, you know, traveling to USA, a lot of new experiences gonna come. Let's see how this gonna gonna work, and uh, murals, of course. Um, I already have some plans for this year to paint some murals here in Athens and uh, end up abroad of course um, I feel like Mexico yes, City would future. just be the best place Mexico, Mexico yes. City there's so many people there that are from Europe that I don't know it just yeah. seems it's like uh, it, would, it would be a great way to kind of advertise and there's a lot of there's a lot of really cool murals there so Mm-hmm. Yes, and they have the tradition place. also. Sorry, what? Mm-hmm. And they have tradition also of um, mm-hmm. murals in Mexico mm-hmm. City, like from Diego Rivera. Yeah, it's a lot of years. I would like to, yes. Um, in the like from 2019 till now, uh, I was spending a lot in Europe actually. Europe, a little bit of Balkans, and one time in Russia. So let's see, maybe, yeah, we can say that. Uh, it's going to happen eventually, is, that's for sure. Yes, 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 yes. Let's see, maybe USA or Latin America. It's kind of cool. It's very nice that murals gives you this opportunity, that you right. can travel meet other people for me for me it's unique it's, it's the best feeling uh, when i go in the city that i don't know anyone from there and eventually i'm gonna paint something for them for me and for them also of course right and uh, it doesn't matter if they're gonna love it and they're gonna like it of course it's 
an important part. But also this dialect that's happening, you know, like they're passing by, you speak a little bit with people, you hear different opinions. Uh, it's it's very interesting. It's pure communication. And yeah, it, it's something that I think only with this type of art happening. Because yeah, the spectacle, the the viewer, the people, they have the opportunity to see the whole process from the when you right. start, you know. Because normally it's very hidden the process of an artist. They they do it in a studio alone or with a few people, and then on on a museum or in a gallery, you just see the final result. Right. Yeah. But uh, in the murals, you're out there. Everyone's gonna see you. It's yeah. I really like this this type of art. It, it makes me feel, you know, so so alive for some yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's exciting, man. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you you taking time to chat with me. Um, if people wanted to learn more about you and and kind of follow you, what could they where could they go? Yeah, thanks a lot for the opportunity to speak a little bit. Uh, it's nice to to chat about the stuff, and of course, I think um, you can speak hours because it's, it's right. so many things to to speak about uh, murals, art in general. But uh, yeah, that's enough. And uh, yeah, people can see the artworks and they can think whatever they want. This is also a beautiful part of it like mm -hmm. to, to not give everything you know like to to leave some things for for the viewer for the people to understand yeah some ambiguity so if, if people wanted to follow you where could they go online sorry ah uh, so you. Uh, you can find me on instagram of course it's uh uh one with two I don't know the name of English. Unders. Uh, yes, two unders. It's a guy uh, from... G-E-R-A-1 underscore underscore. Jera1 yes. underscore. Yes, uh, I would like to have just Jera1, but um, it's a guy from Mexico that owns that name. And um, I text him, like, if, if he cares to, you know, just put something on his name so I can have it, but he never replied, so he, he got this name. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Facebook. Facebook, okay. Zero one on Facebook, you can find me. Uh, website, of course. And TikTok, slowly. <laughs> okay, and the website's zero1.net. Yes, zero1.net. You can see also some videos on YouTube. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm more active on Instagram, obviously. Yes, yeah, awesome. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's uh, it's very beautiful. Just all the colors. Yeah, blurry. Stay tuned blurry, because distorted. a lot of things coming. Um, this solo exhibition, I have nine, ten new artworks that uh, I will start to post slowly for those that they can't come to the exhibition yeah and uh, a lot of projects going on yeah. stay tuned
Well, hopefully we can touch base after the expo and see how that goes. That'll be exciting, man. Best yeah. Awesome. I'll okay. Talk to you later. So we keep in touch. Yes, sir. Yeah. We will. Ta -ta. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.